Go to overcomecompulsivehoarding.co.uk slash online therapy to get 20% off your first month of cognitive behavioral therapy with weekly sessions online with a therapist in addition to worksheets, a journal, meditation and yoga videos and unlimited messaging. There's strong evidence that CBT can help people who hoard and accessing therapy online can be affordable and accessible. Find out more and get your discount at overcomecompulsivehoarding.co.uk slash online therapy. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to the Overcome Compulsive Hoarding with That Hoarder podcast. I am drowning in stuff and trying to find a way out. Listen as I explore the issues and delve deep as somebody profoundly affected by hoarding disorder. Find out more, including links to subscribe to the podcast and all of my social media at overcomecompulsivehoarding.co.uk. Finally, I am not a doctor. I am just a hoarder doing her best. So do seek professional support if and when you need it. Hey, how are you? I am feeling better than last week. Um, Sorry again about having to put a repeat episode up last week. It's the first time I've ever had to do that due to my health. I did it last Christmas and I'll probably do it again this Christmas to have a couple of weeks off at Christmas and New Year. But other than that, you get new stuff every week. So apologies for the repeat. I hope you enjoyed it. I am starting to feel better, a bit kind of two steps forward and one step back, but hopefully on, hopefully going in the right direction. So I resisted doing this episode. <laughs> this is an episode about whether AI like ChatGPT or Google's Bard can help us to dehoard. Now I resisted because there's so much AI talk and often it's all saying the same thing and it's not that helpful. I didn't have much faith that AI would be able to help with dehoarding. And I also didn't want to look like I was just joining the 800,000 other podcasts that are talking about AI. I was also sceptical because I refuse to use AI for like planning the podcast because, well, partly because by definition, 
it builds on what other people have already said. So there's nothing original. There's no original insight in the information it gives you. And I don't want to just repeat to you what other people have said. I want to come at you with new perspectives and new ideas and new information. You deserve better than just a rehash of what other people have said in the past. Plus, there's no guarantees of how correct AI is, the information it gives you. In fact, it warns you. It says, fact check this, because it might not be right. And if I'm going to have to fact check everything, I may as well just work it out for myself in the first place. I have been using AI for images for the podcast lately. It's very variable. I get an awful lot of, I have to try numerous times for each one because you get one where people have got eight fingers on each hand and others where people only have half a face and all that kind of thing. But it is quite fun to play with. And especially given the massive lack of available photos of kind of clutter situations or hoarding situations, it's really helpful for that. I've also started using it. I'm kind of testing this, but for show notes, because that was a task I hated. Again, variable, but useful. And so what I've found with AI so far is a real mixture. I don't tell it what I'm going to talk about on the podcast and let it create a script for me. Can't think of anything worse. But, you know, I do use it for other things. So maybe, maybe there's something in it. So I've been exploring various options and I'm going to outline for you what I've found. So the first thing that I came across regarding AI and decluttering rather than dehoarding is an AI bot that the site Becoming Minimalist has created and it's called Celeste. I will link to it in the show notes at overcomecompulsivehoarding.co.uk. However, don't take that as a recommendation because it's not it's just, it's very, very basic. It it didn't feel like it was especially paying attention to what I was saying to it. So I'll read you a bit of our chat. So Celeste says, hi there. And I say, hi. And it says, what's your name? So I say, none of your business. <laughs> it's nice to meet you. None of your business. How can I assist you today with decluttering and organizing your home? Are there any specific areas you'd like to focus on or would you like me to pick for you? So I said, the rubbish bags in the bedroom. And it said, great, let's start with decluttering the bedroom. Would you like some general ideas about how to get started? Or do you have specific areas within the bedroom that you'd like help with? So I said, the rubbish bags. And it said, ah, I see. Let's tackle those rubbish bags in your bedroom then. It's important to sort through them and determine what can be recycled, donated or thrown away. Now, this is me just popping in to say that's terrible advice. If they're rubbish bags, they're already sorted. Anyway, then it says, start by emptying each bag <laughs> and sorting the contents into three piles. Keep in the room, move to another loca location and remove from the home. As you go through each item, ask yourself if it truly serves a purpose 
or brings you joy. If not, it may be time to let it go. Now, remember, I did say this was about rubbish bags. And so it goes on like this. It says, are there any items you're struggling to decide whether to keep or discard? So I said, they're all rubbish. And it said, I understand. In that case, it's great that you've already determined that the contents of rubbish bags are not worth keeping. The next step would be to dispose of them. So this was going on and on quite a bit. And, you know, I'd already determined that they were to be disposed of. And it took quite a while to get there for them to just tell me to dispose of it. And... Yeah, I feel like if, I don't know, if you're really stuck, it's worth a try. But I, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't super inspired by Celeste. My apologies to becoming minimalist. So the next options I looked for were the really big names. The big two um, I focused on were ChatGPT and Bard. And these are like you type in a question or something you want from it and it replies and you can have back and forth and ask it to be more specific if it gives you an idea or have what feels a bit like a conversation, even though it is with a machine. So some things I learned when trying these two out with various kind dehoarding kind of tasks was that giving it context helps a lot. And then when you've given it context, as well as that, make sure the questions you ask are reasonably straightforward so it knows what you want. So some examples I tried were, help me to come up with a three-month plan to declutter a very messy home. So the very messy home bit is the context and help me to come up with a three-month plan to declutter was the question. Uh, another example was how can I declutter my pantry? Are there any specific methods to help me sort out of date food? Another I tried was create a schedule for dehoarding my bedroom over one month, broken down by day. Another create a decluttering action plan for a very cluttered bedroom. Another which is the highest priority room to declutter? And there are questions you can ask, like, help me to categorise my clothes better. But that's the kind of thing that, from my experience with it, it's just as easy to get answers if you Google the same thing. So if you, so something like, how can I organise my bags of charity shop donations, for instance. And given that, as I said earlier, these answers are only ever based on what others have said online, Anyway, there were no new ideas coming from ChatGPT or Bard. So if it's a question that you could also get decent answers from Googling, I would say then Google because they may be more accurate. For instance, I asked Bard if there are any good AI decluttering apps and it gave me a list. And some of them I thought, oh, that sounds genuinely helpful. And it turns out they don't exist. It just imagined that would be a good AI decluttering app and listed it as if it did exist. So in that case, if I'd Googled in the first place, I I wouldn't have spent time trying to find these imaginary things. The 
responses I got from both ChatGPT and Bard, even when I specified de-hoarding rather than decluttering, were clearly not designed for people with an awful lot of clutter. They were fairly, I got very similar answers no matter which room I asked it for, no matter whether I said they were very cluttered spaces or not, no matter whether I said I have hoarding disorder as my context. They clearly have an awful lot more of information to draw on about decluttering than de-hoarding and about clutter than hoarding. So, some of the answers, much as I tried to hone the questions again and again to get it more relevant to my situation, just it just they just couldn't. But then others did the answers did improve if I got more descriptive about where my problem areas were, for instance. If I know that I have a hotspot in a particular area of my home, Chat GPT doesn't know that unless I tell it. Now, both are free to use. Both ChatGPT and Bard are free to use. And I would suggest trying both of them, maybe others as well, because there were things that that one did better than the other. Seemed quite random. I couldn't come up with a ChatGPT is always better at this. But for instance, one of the questions I said was, create a plan to remove 80 bags from the house. They are already full and I have eight hours. I need regular breaks. How can I do it? So that's a lot of context and a very specific ask. ChatGPT repeatedly missed the point and could not get a grasp of what I was asking it. Whereas Bard knew exactly what I was looking for and gave me a good breakdown of timings. Incidentally, in the real world, I can only dream of removing 80 bags from the house in eight hours, but you know, maybe one day. Now, whenever you've asked them a question, because it happens in a chat that looks like a kind of chat room almost, like a messenger, you can then ask it a question to expand on its previous answers. So, if you've said, create a four-week plan to declutter my kitchen and it gave you a four-week plan. You can then say, can you provide more detail? Or can you, or you can say, can you break that down day by day? Or if you've said, can you create a plan to organise my kitchen cupboards? And it did that, you could say, can you break that down into hourly tasks? And it's pretty good at doing that. Another one I learnt, I only learnt today, in fact, that you could do was you can say, can you output that in table format? So if this, I used this when I was asking it to create schedules and it would come up with whether it was like a an eight hour plan or a six month plan, it would be like hour one do this or week one do this, week two do this, week three do this. And if you then said, can you output that in table format? It just, it it's easier to look at. And creating schedules was definitely one of the things I found it most useful for. As somebody who's not great with logistics, not great with timings, I never know how long things are going to take. 
I can never work out how long to allocate for different tasks. It was pretty good if you gave it a clear question with clear parameters and context and exactly what you wanted. It was pretty good at doing that, both of them, both ChatGPT and Bard. So that is good. If you have a time frame and a task or a series of tasks, I found that pretty useful. Time-related tasks were also, I thought, pretty good. So I could ask things like, what are some decluttering tasks I can do in 15 minutes? And as somebody who, if I have 15 minutes, I will likely go, well, that's not long enough to do anything. When in fact, you can get, you know, you can get a good chunk of stuff done in 15 minutes. But something in my brain says, no, that's too short, pointless. So when you ask, what are some decluttering tasks I can do in 15 minutes? And it gives you suggestions. You can say, you can think, yeah, I think it's right, actually. So when I asked Bard that question, always take with a pinch of salt because you, we are dealing with hoarding and not average clutter. So what they think you can do in 15 minutes may differ from reality, but it's still good ideas for smaller tasks. So for instance, it's broken them down by room. So one is organize your spice rack, discard expired spices and arrange them alphabetically, or clear out your refrigerator. For the living room, it suggests tackle your coffee table, sort through your DVDs and books. That's not going to happen in 15 minutes. Bedroom, tidy up your nightstands, sort through your clothes. Bathroom, clear out your medicine cabinet. Declutter your shower caddy. Tackle your vanity drawers. That kind of thing. ChatGPT had similar suggestions. They they didn't break them down by room, but it suggested things like choose a drawer, whether it's in the kitchen, bedroom or office and quickly declutter it. Remove items you no longer need or use and clear a surface. Organize a bookshelf. Go through a small section of your wardrobe and identify items you no longer wear or need. So that kind of question, I thought they did pretty well at even if the timings may not be realistic for hoarders or people with a lot of clutter. Something else it was quite good at was priorities. So you might want to ask it something like, I need to tidy the kitchen and the bathroom. Which should I prioritise? Which should I do first? And if you're a bit stuck, like, why not ask? It will either help or it won't. Another thing that was pretty interesting and kind of fun, I don't know how useful, I guess useful, but certainly fun, was you can ask ChatGPT and Bard to take on personas. So for instance, I said, pretend you're a professional organiser. What would you say to me to motivate me to de-hoard? And it said, as I think this one was ChatGPT, said, as a professional organiser, I would encourage you to embark on the journey of decluttering and organising your space with the following motivational points. One, enhance your well-being. 
a clutter-free and organised environment can have a positive effect on your mental and emotional well-being. It creates a more peaceful and stress-free atmosphere, allowing you to focus on the things that truly matter. And it also said increase productivity, create space for what matters, streamline daily routine, facilitate positive habits, and all of these with a little paragraph on why that's important. And I think if you just need a bit of a boost or a bit of a reminder, if you can say, pretend you're a therapist, what would you say to me if? Pretend you're a professional organiser, what would you say to me if? It can just be a different perspective if we need a bit of input. Now, this next bit was, I'm going to say, fun rather than useful. (laughs) But after it had given me that advice from the persona of a professional organiser, I replied and said, (laughs) say that in the style of Dolly Parton. Now, I am not going to read it out to you because I can't get close to doing Dolly Parton justice. So I got a different AI tool, a text-to-speech one, to read it out. Now, it's not very good. The accent isn't at all her accent, but it was the closest I could find from the free sites. And I'm not going to put it all on here, but I am going to make it into a video so that if you want to have all of that translated into Dolly style, you can, because it is kind of beautiful and gorgeous, as is Queen Dolly herself. But I'm just going to play you a little bit to get the idea. And then if you want to hear it in its full glory, head over to, I'll put it on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube and probably Facebook. I don't think I can put longer. I think there's a time limit on Twitter videos now, but I'll put it wherever I can put it. So head over to my social media anyway, and you can see the full thing. But this is a brief extract of Dolly Parton as a professional organizer, according to ChatGPT. Sugar, let me tell ya about the magic of cleaning up your space. Y'all know Dolly loves a little razzle-dazzle, but sometimes, honey, a clutter-free life is the best kind of sparkle. First off, picture this. A home as sweet as a Tennessee breeze, where every nook and cranny sings with joy. That kind of place can do wonders for your heart and soul, like a melody that just won't quit playing. We're talking about Cretan space for what truly makes your heart sing. Let go of them unnecessary bits and bobs and make room for the things that really light up your spirit, like a rhinestone on a Saturday night. I mean, it's pretty gorgeous, isn't it, really? um, I'm not sure how useful that is as a de-hoarding tool. It's certainly useful as a procrastination tool. Now I know that that's a possible thing we can ask it to do. But if you just need a bit of advice in a slightly different tone, maybe maybe that's the place to go. So stepping away from ChatGPT and Bard, I am also going to talk about a couple of other AI options that can help us with de-hoarding. And one is AI voice assistants. 
So you may be familiar with Siri or Google or Alexa, any of those. Apologies if I've just triggered any or all three in your home by saying that, who you can have something of a conversation with and request certain things, that kind of thing. I'm an Android girl, so my Google is connected to my Spotify account. So I will say something like, play music for 20 minutes. And I know that that's kind of almost like a time limit, you know, so I I can get started on some de-hoarding with a particular playlist, which I always request, which is my tidying up playlist, which is kind of upbeat, gets me moving music. And I don't have to mess about because if I open my phone to find Spotify, then there's a notification somewhere else and I've got a message somewhere here and I go and do that thing and I I forget, you know, I've no idea what I was planning to do. Whereas if I could just say out loud the trigger phrase, which I'm not going to say, and then ask it to play from that playlist, it it's pretty good to get, in, to get you motivated. You can also set reminders and to-do lists. You can manage tasks using these assistants. And it can be a good way to help you organise your life and structure things and stay focused on your goals. They can, you can also ask for tips and advice as you go, again, to avoid you having to pick up your phone or open your laptop, especially if you know you're the kind of person who'll end up reading about snake species in South Africa and you'll never quite know how you got there, but you definitely weren't aiming for that, then using those voice-activated ones can be a real blessing for that. And the other type of AI that could be useful for de-hoarding, but at this point in their development, I'm very, very much on the side of scepticism. And that is AI-driven coaching, AI-driven therapy. They exist as options. They can offer you encouragement. They can guide you a bit. They can give you practical tips to help you stay engaged and focused and work out what you want. And ideally, they will adapt what they're telling you according to how you're going. So if you're struggling with a particular thing, ideally, they will adapt what they say to you based on that. And I think offering encouragement in that way could have a role. Um, I'm I'm wary of relying on a chatbot to offer any kind of emotional support. I think I don't know where that leaves you if you end up distressed. I don't know about the privacy aspects of telling this chatbot your innermost thoughts. It would be great if you felt encouraged and supported by one of these, but I suspect a lot of people would always know it was a computer bot and would probably not take any 
support or encouragement or advice on board in the same way as they would if it was coming from a human person, whether in person or online or over the phone. So I'm not ruling them out. I'm kind of ruling them out for me. I'm not ruling them out altogether in principle, but I have a lot of concerns, especially about the more therapy-oriented ones than the coaching ones. But maybe in time, maybe in time, but it's something I'm keeping an eye on, but not something I recommend at this point. So overall, I think what I've learned about using AI to help us dehoard is that it has strengths and it has weaknesses. I think if you learn how to ask particular questions in a particular way, you can definitely get better information from it than if you ask quite generic questions or if you ask something you could have just Googled and been more confident in what you found. I think things that it's good for, for me, were things like schedules and planning. The things it was not so good at varied, varied. And some of the things were entirely imaginary on the part of the chatbots. The recommended things that nobody has invented yet. And so always with a pinch of salt. If you do want Dolly Parton, however, to act as a professional organiser and give you advice, there could be something in that. And that's not a service you can get from many humans, is it? I make this podcast because I think it's important. I started it as an outlet for myself, but it's become much more than that. And I hear from people all the time about how listening to me talk about my experience and interview specialists and experts is helping them. Hearing those stories makes the time and cost absolutely worth it. But if you want to help to ensure that the future of the podcast is sustainable, you can donate to help with costs. To send a one-off or recurring donation, just go to Overcome Compulsive Hoarding .co.uk slash donate. Thank you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So my shout out this week is for a podcast called The Podcast Accelerator, which is for podcasters, which is why I listen to it. And the host, Mark Asquith, who I will link to the podcast accelerator in the show notes. This advice from Mark Asquith seemed relevant to all of us, given that we're about to be bombarded with Black Friday sales. Have a listen. He kept buying it, literally buying it, buying it, buying it, because he felt like he was saving money. That particular item was reduced, all right? That particular item was reduced, but that didn't mean that he needed it. 
It didn't mean that he was going to use it. It didn't mean that it was actually a bargain. But like I said, he felt like he was saving money because that particular item was reduced in price. It had a sticker on it that said down from whatever, £2 to £1 or £1.50. But it got me thinking, you're only really saving money if you buy something that you need and that you'll use and then you find a deal on it. Let me just reiterate that, all right? Because I don't know if people sort of always appreciate this. I saw someone on TV yesterday were talking about how that we went out to town and that we wasn't supposed to be spending much money because uh, we, you know, we've been saving for a house, but there were so many Black Fridays deals on that we saved so much. Wait a second. So you came out of the house not intending to spend money. You spent money out of your savings, but you saved so much. What? That didn't make any sense. Now, I don't know the circumstances of that person. You know, maybe they did find something that they needed and that they were going to use right away, and then they found a deal on it. But I want to just reiterate that. You are only saving money if you buy something that you need and that you'll use, and then you go ahead and find a deal on it. It's not saving money if you buy something that you don't need at a cheaper price than it originally was when you still didn't need it. All right? Because in that case, you're spending money that you weren't ever going to spend in the name of a bargain. I need to learn that myself as much as anyone else. Okay, thank you for listening and I will speak to you next time. Thank you for listening to the Overcome Compulsive Hoarding with That Hoarder podcast. You can find more online at overcomecompulsivehoarding.co.uk. You can find me on Twitter at That Hoarder and on Facebook at Overcome Compulsive Hoarding with That Hoarder. To find out more about how you can support the podcast and the overall project, go to overcomecompulsivehoarding.co.uk slash support and do subscribe to the podcast to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. There may be links in this podcast that earn me money. This doesn't come at any extra cost to you if you ever make a purchase through the links and it helps to support the future of the podcast. Getting professional support as a hoarder can make all the difference. Having somebody on your side who can help you to learn about yourself and make progress in your home is invaluable, but finding an affordable therapist can be a nightmare. Accessing therapy online gives you the option to find the right person who doesn't even have to be in the same country as you, never mind the same town or city. OnlineTherapy.com offers a weekly live session with a CBT therapist for individuals or couples. It offers unlimited messaging, worksheets, a journal, and even yoga and meditation videos to help you cope. I have a special link for you that will get you a discount at overcomecompulsivehoarding.co.uk slash online therapy. As you know, I've had CBT, and two years later, I still use the realizations I had about myself as well as the skills I learned. Listeners tell me that you've started to use some of the skills I've shared on this podcast. CBT is a therapy with a broad evidence base that is widely used for a range of mental health difficulties, including hoarding. 
onlinetherapy.com specializes in CBT. And if you're not happy with your therapist, you can change to a new one with the click of a button. And prices start at $40 a week, which if you've seen a therapist before, you'll know is incredibly cost-effective. What's more, if you use my link, you can get a whopping 20% off your first month. So sign up at overcomecompulsivehoarding.co.uk slash online therapy and get 20% off your first month with your new online CBT therapist.